How can you achieve and maintain business growth? Harvard Business School Executive Education is now accepting applications for a new program, Driving Profitable Growth. Taking place in Boston from October 25th through the 28th, this program focuses on business expansion and organizational growth strategies that can lead your company into the future. Learn more about this three-day program for senior leaders by visiting hbs.me growth. That's hbs.me growth. I'm Kyle Krabs. And I'm Joe Marino, and you're listening to the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Tuesday edition of Locked On NFL Draft. Today is Tuesday, October 11th, and we are going to pour one out today. Before we do and before we explain what exactly that means, uh, first of all, I want to introduce myself, introduce who we are. Uh, I am Kyle Krabs, uh, Director of Scouting and NDT Scouting. Your co-host here at Locked On NFL Draft, joined as always uh, by my partner in crime, my my co-worker, my colleague, and most importantly, my very good friend, Joe Marino. Uh, we are, as Locked On NFL Draft, a part of the fastest growing sports audio network in the world, the Locked On Podcast Network. Over 2 million listens in 30 days. And we just got off the ground a couple months ago. So it is a very exciting time to be a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And we encourage all of you to help us continue to grow and continue to be the fastest growing sports audio network in the world uh, by subscribing to Locked On NFL Draft and any other of our 60 plus podcasts that may strike your fancy, courtesy of either Audio Boom or iTunes. Uh, Joe, happy Tuesday, brother. How are you? Happy Tuesday, Kyle. Uh, this is going to be a fun show, you know, uh, get into this four one out concept that I'm going to allow you the honor of explaining to the listeners uh, uh, what that means. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to pour one out today for a couple of guys uh, for a couple of different reasons. Uh, the phrase pour one out for anybody who's not familiar. Um, if someone's unable to be with you or somebody has a bad day uh, and you're at the bar with your friends Everybody takes their drink and they pour out a sip for whoever couldn't be there or whoever had a bad day. And we're going to pour one out for a couple draft prospects today. Uh, guys who have had their, their seasons kind of get off the rails on them or maybe their season's over. Um, and we have some pretty prominent names here, a couple of seniors uh, to get into and discuss. Uh, Joe, who are we going to pour one out for first today? The first guy we are going to pour one out for is Tennessee linebacker Jalen Reeves-Maben, whose season is over. 
really honestly before he can get off the ground. He was injured uh, in the Fresno State. He tried to get on the field a little bit in the next couple games, and uh, just this past weekend we found out that he is out for the season, his senior season that he came back for. Uh, he's not going to be able to play anymore. The the actual injury, and I know, Kyle, you have a, a degree in, in, in something with, you know, body – so you might know this. You might know what this means, but he has a, a bicep subluxation in his left shoulder. What does that mean, Kyle? Well, Joe, just to be uh, to be clear, my, my degree is in exercise science and kinesiology, movement sciences with the body. But I do have a little bit of a uh, clinical background here, and I believe that the term you're looking for is a biceps subluxation, uh, which means there's a partial dislocation, uh, which likely... Uh, resulted in some form of tear to the tendon, uh, to the biceps, which attaches at the head of the humerus up in the shoulder. And that's as clinical as we're going to get, my friend. I don't, I don't want to get too, uh, yeah. too deep in for the folks what, at home. What that means is he's not going to play anymore this season. Correct. And, uh, <laughs> yes. That means his, his career in Tennessee is done. Yeah, and it's disappointing because this is a guy who – we both liked a ton this summer our, in our film work. I know you had him right at right at the top there of your senior rankings, and he was high on mine as well. Um, you know, one of these really talented off-ball linebackers that just flows to the football, physical, you know, sideline to sideline range can cover. And um, we were really robbed of getting to see him play this season, and it'll be interesting to see how this impacts his his draft stock. You know, I mean, uh, certainly didn't didn't put together the the you know, the icing on the cake that I'm sure he was hoping for this senior season. So our first guy we got to pour one out for is uh, Jalen Reeves-Maven. Yeah, everybody raise your glass. We're going to pour one out for JRM. Um, and, and Joe, like you said, it, it's a real shame because uh, it it never really got off the ground. And, um, you know, hopefully, it, you know it's going to be a talking point because he's an undersized linebacker, yep. that, that he has this shoulder issue now. Uh, medicals are going to be vital to him in his draft evaluation process uh, to determine whether or not this is somebody that can still challenge. Uh, let's be honest, first round's probably off the table now. You know, I yeah. don't think you're going to see him go in the first round now. Uh, best case scenario is probably early on day two or maybe somebody that could potentially slide and be a potential steal for somebody if he ends up being healthy. But, th- I mean, there's going to be questions here. There's going to have to be uh, some significant medical work done in, behind the scenes that we're not going to have access to. And uh, it, I really love this tape as last year. So hopefully uh, teams doing their evaluations will kind of take this year as a grain of salt. They'll evaluate off of last year's tape, and they'll they'll weigh the medicals appropriately. And that will tell us quite a bit uh, of what we can't see, depending on when he gets his name called early next year. Um the next name that we have to uh, raise a glass for, everybody hold your glass up. We're going to pour one out for Chad Kelly's draft stock. Uh, Bye-bye. Ch- <laughs> Chad Kelly, the, the, the JUCO transfer uh, Mississippi quarterback, has a laundry list of issues with questionable off-the-field decisions, and he made yet another one this past weekend. Uh, his brother, he was at a high school game. His brother was the quarterback. Uh, was knocked out of bounds on the far sideline, and there was a scrum that developed as a result, and Chad Kelly thought it would be a bright idea to run across the field and verbally confront high school football players 
in his sweatshirt and jeans and get in their face and had to be physically removed from people from his own sideline from the far end of the field. I would like to take a moment and recap directly from the preseason senior outlook that Joe and I put together this past summer, Chad Kelly's off-the-field issues. This is where we would insert the draws in deep breath. (laughs) Dismissed from Redline High School as a sophomore in 2009, highly coveted high school prospect listed as top 100 prospect by ESPN. Nephew of legendary Buffalo Bills quarterback Jim Kelly, redshirted in 2012 at Clemson tore ACL in 2013 spring game, was dismissed from Clemson program for conduct detrimental to the team, landed at East Mississippi for 2014 season before transferring to Mississippi in January 2015, less than two weeks later was arrested for a bar altercation, reached a plea deal, won starting job, and led Mississippi to most wins against top 25 opponents in Mississippi history. He's been kicked off at two programs on the high school and college football level. Went to East Mississippi, which, you know, for those of you who watched Last Chance U, that is that school, and parlayed that into a scholarship at Mississippi. And then this past weekend, as a senior, with as an extremely high-profile player, made the decision that he made to, to get involved in something like that. And that's just baffling to me. You know, it's people are already going to be highly concerned about your maturity. And with Johnny Manziel being as fresh as he is as a questionable decision maker off the field, I think that's going to be a really big red strike in a lot of people's books against Jad Kelly as an NFL quarterback. No doubt about it. And the thing is, he like you said there, he's a quarterback. Quarterbacks are people that you want to be guys with impeccable character guys that are going to be reliable and 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 uh you know he wants to be a starting quarterback i'm sure the faces of a franchise and uh look nobody's gonna nobody's gonna hitch their wagon to chad kelly it doesn't matter if jim kelly is his uncle or what type of physical traits that he has um you know you can't have this type of off the field concerns and uh expect a team to use a high valuable resource in in you when you've proven to be nothing but unreliable and then you know the reality is is that his tape isn't even that good you know he's a questionable decision maker he has uh, tons of issues with his accuracy and going through progression. So uh, all of these things stacked on top of each other is going to make it very easy for NFL decision makers to look over his prolific statistics in the SEC and, and the big arm that he has. The next guy that we need to pour one out for, uh, raise your glass, everybody, is Zach Banner, the offensive tackle for USC. Uh, this is a guy who... You know, Kyle already referenced the preseason senior outlook. He's a guy that I did a I did a senior superlatives uh, kind of fun feature of the of the guide, and I listed most likely to slip due to medicals, and that was Zach Banner, who entered the season. You know, he's he's giant. He's six foot nine, three hundred and sixty pounds, and he's already had uh, surgery on both of his hips. And, you know, we've been watching USC early this season, and, and one of the most underwhelming prospects has been Zach Banner, uh, their right tackle, who's really struggled. I got deep into their game against Utah, and Hunter Dimmick dominated him, squeezing him back into the hole over and over again, who he has 100 pounds on him. And uh, now we find out that he has an ankle injury, and, uh, you know, it's it's sidelining him right now, and 
you know, for a guy of his size, you know, a massive offensive lineman who has a lot of bad weight to have these types of injuries in the lower half is not good. So uh, let's pour one out for Zach Banner, who is just not having the senior season I think he expected. Yeah, and that's a real bummer because he was, he was you know, in his flashes of when he was on in 2015, uh, that, that dude's a house, man. I mean, he will roll you up underneath your pads, swallow you up, and just take you for a ride at the point of attack. And we haven't seen it once this year. Uh, I know a lot of people, when he entered training camp this summer, were concerned about the weight that he was carrying, and it's never seemed like it's gotten right. And as Joe mentioned, you know, as an offensive tackle, uh, particularly one with significant lower body issues, uh, you're carrying bad weight, it's going to come back to bite you, and it's bit him so far this year. So hopefully he gets a chance to be healthy and put together some positive tape here before the end of the year. Uh, but right now, you know, just tilt that glass over a little bit, and we're going to pour some out for Zach Banner. Another name I want to pour one out for, and this is another USC senior, uh, somebody who had finally, Joe mentioned him a couple weeks ago, uh, finally got on track. You know, was looking great, was producing, is dealing with a split carry uh, situation in the backfield, and that's running back Justin Davis. Uh, Justin Davis, uh, I really like. You know, in the in the in this same preseason senior outlook that Joe and I have talked about, uh, Justin Davis is somebody that I thought had potential to be, you know, a a feature back at the next level, uh, and, and he's really smooth with his cuts. He's a decisive one-cut, get-downhill type of runner. Uh, and now he has a high ankle sprain. <laughs> and you know, a couple weeks after finally you know, getting on track, putting over 100 yards of total offense on the field, and now you got a high ankle sprain as a running back in a situation in which you're already splitting carries, uh, those high ankle sprains have a, a, a potential to really linger. And this is something that could really hang over his head for the rest of the season, or at least through until the bowl game, if he's able to play through it. And I'm a little nervous, Joe, for what this is going to do for his on-the-field product because you can't make cuts. You can't stick that foot in the ground and go like you would if it was healthy with a high ankle sprain. Yeah, and that was his best trait, you know, his ability to just stick it and get upfield. He's dynamic. But uh, obviously the high ankle sprain is not ideal for these seniors. You know, I hate that. All the guys we've mentioned so far are all seniors who uh, maybe flirted with the idea of declaring early, and now they've had issues their senior year that um, is uh, got us talking about them for the wrong reasons. The the last guy that I want to pour some out for is another Tennessee volunteer, and that is Cam Sutton, the talented cornerback and punt returner. Uh, we just found out in the, in the last uh, week here that he has a fractured ankle and he's going to miss extended time. And mm. my goodness, was he putting it together to start this season? You know, like he's been really good at this point in his career. Somebody who I thought was kind of a day a day two guy, but the way he started the season, I'm thinking, wow, he's really going to argue. You know, play to the point where we're going to argue about him being a first round pick, and then to find out that he's got a fractured. Uh, ankle you know it's right there with Jalen Reeves Mabin a a couple volunteers seniors who came back probably to win a conference championship and maybe Tennessee will still get to play for that but you know they're not going to be able to help him it doesn't sound like so you know raise your glass and pour a little bit out for Cam Sutton the talented uh, volunteer corner yeah it's that one's a damn shame because he was I mean he had really elevated his play Um, 
you mentioned that game uh, in reference to Jalen Reeves-Maben was ejected for a targeting call against Appalachian State. And, and Sutton was really the guy. You know, Barnett had been quiet the first two or three weeks. Sutton was really the guy that stepped up and made big play after big play against the pass and the run and technically was just a lot cleaner than he was throughout the course of 2015. You know, there were stretches where he was locked in, and then there were also stretches where he, where he really struggled with his technique, and it's never been a physical thing for him, and it seemed like the light bulb had really gone on. So uh, certainly uh, Cam Sutton, not a good time to be a USC Trojan senior draft prospect, not a good time to be a Tennessee volunteer draft prospect as a senior. Uh, we'll pour one out for, for you guys as well. So, um that is going to wrap for Pour One Out, the inaugural edition of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, Pour One Out Podcast. Uh, we hope you guys had some fun with this. Um, you know, certainly we wish the best for all the all the prospects that we just got done talking about, uh, that they can kind of get healthy, uh, get organized, recalibrate, and find success going forward either on the college level or, or moving forward with their NFL draft efforts. Um, as a reminder, we are the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. I am Kyle Krabs. My co-host today, as always, is Joe Marino. Uh, we would love for you guys to give us some feedback on the podcast. You can subscribe, comment, review, courtesy of either Audio Boom or iTunes. You can also reach us on social media. You can reach myself on Twitter, at NDT Scouting. You can reach Joe at the Joe Marino. We also have a Facebook page now. We are moving up in the world. Uh, Facebook.com slash NDT Scouting. Both Joe and I are active on there and always willing to interact with you guys, comment, discuss, have conversations. So please do not be shy. Feel free to reach us up, follow us. And uh, until tomorrow, uh, we will talk to you guys then. Have a great night, everybody. Locked on NFL Draft. Your daily podcast on the NFL Draft. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.